Welcome to Turning Purple, where we take an in-depth look at life as an independent artist. The good, the bad, and the kiki carry of it all. Hello. Hi. 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 Here we are. Hi. Here we are. At the end at the, of at the season end. three. At the end of season three. Are we there yet? Only if you're talking about the end, end of, of the season, season. <laughs> we are there. We have arrived. We have arrived. Episode 10. And you know we do a 10 episode seasons like we're a um a streaming service. <laughs> you know, well, we gotta keep some type of structure going on. Who knows in this crazy world? Uh, it is a crazy needs world. Structure. It is a crazy world, but we do have <clears throat> But you um, know where we have arrived without Donald Trump in the White House next year. Yay! Yay! Although there's a slow-moving coup attempt happening right now oh, before our very eyes. It's fine. He's golfing. I don't know. He is golfing, but still, it's unprecedented, the steps that he's trying to take right now. And his entire presidency has been... The, everyone saying he couldn't possibly, he won't. There's no way he could sink to that level. There's no way, but he he sinks below the level every single time. This we're not dealing with a human that has regular moral compass or is bound by any of the laws yeah. or regulations that the rest of us are. And yeah, but and no was... one is calling this what it actually is. They're saying he's having a temper tantrum. There's actually steps that he's taking out, just not not just in the courts, that our flawed system actually allows for. And if he is determined enough, he could pull it off. I don't think he could, and I don't think we need to worry about it. But well, we do, we do, and that's th- that's the thing. No one has been worried about. Everyone says that he's going to stop at some point. That there's a, a a level below which he will sink, but there isn't. Well, and people need to. My only thing is people need to call it what it is. No one is calling it what he, he's attempting a coup in America <clears throat> right now. Yeah, and people need to understand that and not take it as lightly as it is. And I don't think there's enough people calling it out. Whether or not you think it's going to succeed, it's happening. In America right now, and well, the I'll further he the further he coup, gets, he is attempting. I a coup. mean, he's attempting to subvert. He's the, done a lot the, of he's terrible attempting, things. Yeah, but you're you're now you're contradicting yourself. He is attempting <laughs> to subvert the results of a democratic election. Uh-huh. That's a coup. Yeah. So. He's attempting a coup. That's what I just said. You said I don't think he's attempting a coup. No, I I said no. I think I said I do think he is. Oh, you heard me wrong. Well, I thought you, said you heard me wrong, sis. You heard me wrong, sis. I thought you said. <laughs> I you said I don't think so. <gasps> I'm like, you what? don't think he's having a coup. <laughs> you don't think he's attempting. <sighs> No, I think he is, and I think that he's done a lot of terrible, crazy things. Yeah, I think that. Like, nothing he says at this point can be trusted 
or taken for face value. Uh, and so I'm just like underestimate you know, the man because I don't know what to no do. No one with thought him. he would. From the moment he became president, the reason he became president is because no one thought it was going to happen, <laughs> and they weren't paying attention. And I think the same thing is happening right now, and people need to be screaming it from the rooftops that the man is attempting a coup in the United States of America. But what is what are you going to do about it? Just scream it from the rooftops. No one is taking any uh, the appropriate action. If every if the if I mean every, they already impeached him. What else can we do with this? There's points? plenty of things that can that can be done. Oh, like and what? Plenty of the, the, <laughs> like things that can people people being vigilant against it will automatically help. And also, you cannot underestimate the importance of public opinion. Mm-hmm. The fact that the media, the mainstream media, is not is calling it a temper tantrum and not an attempted coup, is very troubling because that's what it is. You need the American people on your side if you're going to effectively fight anything. <clears throat> so the first step, in my opinion, is shouting from the is is you know the supposed opposition party actually being in opposition to a coup attempt by (laughs) the GOP. That's all. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine. I think that everybody, (laughs) I think, I mean, no, I'm not saying that if he's not doing a coup, but I still think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fine. I think think it is going to be fine. And I think that, I think uh, that's everyone thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And she, you know, whether or not he doesn't (laughs) accept the results, whatever, I think that the results are the results. And if he doesn't like it or whatever, then. He's not going to be happy about it, and he can say whatever he wants to say. But I don't think that th- he's going to continue to be the president after he gets he voted out. And they've the media has said that, you know, yeah, but Joe Biden could also be Erica Tor. <laughs> worst possible scenario. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's the, uh, someone's got to say it. If everybody thought like you, then. People would just sit around and wait, for, you know, hope for the best. You got to have people like me as well. <laughs> <sighs> Somebody's got to be that way. It's my job. I take it very seriously. Do you think? Do you ever sit there, sit around, and think about a meteor hitting the Earth and everything ending? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> We've had the discussion. I think about all that stuff constantly. I think about various ways that different apocalypse could happen, like on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I, I think about. I mean, all, I, I think about all the ways in yet, which, like that, my yet when I talk about getting hit by a bus and using that as inspiration to be productive, you look at me like I'm crazy. Is that not true? You're like, geez, how unsettling. No. And you're sitting there. I'm just talking about me getting hit by a bus. You're talking about you're talking about the whole world being destroyed in an apocalypse. Yeah, as a potential. I never said that I couldn't get hit by a bus. Yeah, but that's I've, we've had that discussion before, and I use that. That's kind of my mentality of like, well, better get it done as soon as possible because you could get hit, hit by a bus anytime you walk out of your house. Mm-hmm. And you seem to think that that's crazy. No, I don't think it's crazy. I just think that it's. A bit abrupt sometimes, 
it's a kind of, it seems like a way to end the conversation. That's why I don't like it. Because I have, you don't like to, I like to explain why I do things and you like to move on. <laughs> that's yeah. why that, that's why that, that's why that happens. It's not me. I totally think that anybody could get hit by a bus at any time. Are you kidding me? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's one of the things that keeps me going. I think it's good. I don't know if it's good or not. It's just the way I think. <laughs> Look both ways. <laughs> I actually almost did get hit by a bus one time when Where? I was riding my, when I, back when I lived in New York and I got a bike and I decided, this is actually, I think I lived in, Brooklyn at the time. Did I live in Brooklyn? I don't know. But I went into Manhattan to ride my bike in Manhattan. Oh, girl. Huge mistake. First of all, because, you know, you you cannot ride on the sidewalk in New York. My friend actually got a ticket for riding his bike on the sidewalk in Brooklyn, and he wasn't even riding his bike on the sidewalk. He had parked on the sidewalk – and he literally like got his bike off of where he had chained it up and got on the bike and was riding toward the street and a cop saw him and like i guess they were just looking to give tickets but they were like you can't ride on the sidewalk and he's like i was riding toward the street i wasn't riding like he was riding to the corner so that he could like you know mm-hmm. and they were like nope gave him a ticket but yeah, I almost I was riding my bike, and this was my the first time that I rode my bike, and probably the last time I rode my bike through Manhattan. Girl, that and, uh, the buses, can't even the traffic, the uh, you know the pedestrians. It is intense, girl. Not fun. I do not recommend it. I don't I know never. how people do that and don't you know and survive on a regular like that bike around. Manhattan, Manhattan on a regular basis. No, never. Not even anywhere in New York. I would never want to ride my bike. I mean, I could do it like more in a more empty area like Brooklyn, maybe, but like I was on, you know, Sixth Avenue, like all the traffic, all the buses, everything in the middle of the day. It was, I, and actually, one time I almost got hit by a bus and this in the other and another time in the same day I almost ran into a bus because it like pulled over right in front of me when I was trying to go to stop and I, I almost just bit it right into the back of it. Well the buses are crazy in New York. As uh-huh. Well. Yeah. Watch out there, kids. I tried to drive my bike in LA. I never tried to ride it in New York. You had a bike in LA? We had briefly had a bike that was really shitty, um, hmm. and I tried to ride, ride it once, and it was terrifying. <laughs> I never did it again. <laughs> but here in Phoenix, yeah, in we Phoenix, both got like, bikes, and it's lovely. It is lovely to ride them. It's lovely gal, <laughs> gal, <laughs> lovely gal, it's love, gal, lovely gal, <laughs> lovely. Well, gal, we have come to. The end of our season, and we wanted to. Last week, we kind of wrapped up all those steps, all the steps. But this week, we just wanted to kind of talk overall about you know what we've learned and what we've gotten out of this. 
and because um, it was pretty, it was a very eye-opening endeavor. Yeah, don't it, you think? I think it was really, uh, it was a really good idea to examine this because it's something that I just never really thought about that much. But it, it's very, it's a very important part of what we do mm-hmm. since we are artists and we're always creating. I would go far to say it's completely changed my perspective on creating and I I can't I kind of can't believe I never did this before. I wonder why that is. Oh, I don't know. It's too busy partying. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Because you weren't fully <laughs> focused on what you were doing. <laughs> um I mean because it's not something that you know it's not essential that you explore this but it's definitely helpful. No, I guess it is. Because essential. you can I mean we did it. Yeah. You you can for create, many many years. You know, you can drive the car without knowing how it works, you know. Yeah, it helps. Most people do. <laughs> including me. I don't know. Something about a combustion engine or something. I don't know. That's why I take my car to the shop. But it's a good it's it's good to, you know, it would be nice if I could change the oil by myself, but I can't. Um but since this is uh my livelihood as far as you know, re- doing the creative process, re- repeat and uh I feel like I might it might be a good idea. This is what old people do. They become wise. Because they have <laughs> so much time to explore, you know. Oh. We didn't have the time when we were young. No, we had we to did get not. to the we club. Had, had to get to the club. I had a lot of booze to drink, a lot of drugs to do. Yeah. So now that we're older and wiser, we and can, stuck inside, and stuck inside. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe if the pandemic wouldn't happen, we still would have been getting to the club. I don't know. Um, but let's talk about, first of all, yes, there's seven steps, right? Uh-huh. Um, what do you think, if you had to choose one step, they're all very useful and helpful. What was the, did I find what the What do most? you think the most, the most useful step for you would be? What do I think the most well, useful? Well, first of all, Let's go ahead one more time uh, and say what they are. And just give them the steps that we're using so that they can know what we're choosing from. Let me see. Maybe I actually was uh, trying to go to sleep last night and I recited the steps in my head. And it took a while because all you I could remember? remember was shun, shun, shun. I could remember, I could, rem- it was weird because I could remember what each step was, mm. but I couldn't necessarily remember. I mean, I got there, mm-hmm. but it took me a couple minutes to actually remember the specific name that each step had, but I could remember the function of each step. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I remember the seven steps. I said them. Well, I remember that's because I made you say them from memory last week. <laughs> um, the seven steps. Are see if you uh, the creative process that we're using are intention, incubation, um, uh, investigation, Mm -hmm. composition, clarification, 
correction and completion. Oh, wow. Look at you. And I am not even looking at the paper. So, well, well I mean, I had written these. There's only two sure of them on this. Cheating. There's two of them on this paper. <laughs> but I wrote those down from memory. So. Um, so those are the seven steps that we were using for uh, our creative process. So what is a you, lens to what examine you, our creative process. What do you think? Which one is the most useful for me? For my. For my. For my. <laughs> for my. I investigation, I think. Investigation? Um, that step is gay. That step is gay. I think it's the most useful for me. Um, it seems like the better it's where I, I don't know. It's it's really the most enjoyable for me figuring out and it makes everything it's where everything kind of clicks. I think now that I'm thinking about it for me is mm-hmm. investigating what, because of the way I think the reason it's the most useful for me, I find it the most useful or the, it made the most sense to me is because of the type of person that I am because I'm a planner mm-hmm. and because um, it's the most, it's the step that alleviates the most anxiety, I think. Yeah. The longer, the more, the more thorough that I what am. What you're doing, yeah. getting the tools together. It's the step where I feel like I'm actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and I actually enjoy figuring out, assembling the pieces that I need um, figuring out my ex- my limitations, and now that I think about it, I'm not. It's something, yeah. It's something that I need in order to be successful mm-hmm. in whatever I'm doing. I need that time, and when I can think very clearly of when I don't take that time, uh, I generally get stressed out, and no, I don't. Like not necessarily give up completely, but definitely uh, give up a little. Do you know what I mean? Like give up a little bit of what the project could have been, right? Um, as opposed to, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I think to me that that step I enjoy it the most, way more than. Um, composition <laughs> um mm. and it makes me it's the stuff it's the stuff that makes it's the part of the process that makes me feel like i'm doing something uh the most and i love having things i think i said this on the, when we were talking about this in the episode i love um i love to bake and i used to there was a point like when i first was getting good at it or starting where I would watch a lot of baking shows or cooking shows. And in cooking shows, they always have everything ready to go. Mm-hmm. They're not like, they always have everything out on the counter, like even measured in like a little bowl. 
Like they don't sometimes. They'll yeah. have everything pre-measured and they just dump it all. Yeah, in. and then you could just be like, boop, and I'm like, boop, well, that's boop. silly. Like, why would I ever do that? In my mind, like this was a very long time ago when I was young, much younger. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, that's silly. Why would I ever do that? That seems like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I tried it. And let me tell you, it made everything, it was, um, it was mind blowing how much faster everything went, how much easier it was to do. And I avoided, uh, you avoid mistakes. Cause I would generally, when something doesn't turn out, um, it's because you forgot to do something. Right. And <clears throat> like recipes are, you know, I think most people could follow a recipe, but people where people go wrong is where they is the running around mm. yeah, like did i stuff. even add the sugar did i add this did but, i yeah but if you have it out and i'll go even so far as now to like i'll have everything out and ready to go and once i put it in i'll put it away so i don't forget mm-hmm. so once you i guess what i was trying to say is i have learned that that i find it very satisfying to have everything ready to go before I start. Yeah. Yeah, it's the omelet station. <laughs> like, if an omelet station is right there in front of you, <laughs> you're definitely going to make love, an omelet and it's probably going to be delicious. Do you love omelets? But if you're, but if you're, <laughs> you know, if it's all like in the fridge, vegetables aren't cut up, you got to crack the eggs and beat them and it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just make some fried eggs so you can get you know you can make something even better and more impressive when you have the tools right right in front of you ready to go if you just take you know a little bit of extra time to get it all prepped up i also need to know i like you're on prep basically I'm on prep. that's I need to know my, like <laughs> She's really so into prep right now. Working and when you when you're working under limitations, it's it's even more <laughs> to me. Which in your case, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Oh. What kind of limitations are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about physical, like like you know, not having enough like time limitations, mm-hmm. budgetary limitations. Mm-hmm. But even I think what you were speaking of was mental limitations. I mean, I didn't say that, <laughs> but there are those as well. Um, um, and yeah, I mean, but and I think you, you can, yeah, you. It's definitely you makes it easier you when you're able, yeah, what to, to accomplish what you're able to accomplish and what you how start you can trying to accomplish it. Yeah, how you can help being, yourself yeah, how you, out to get it done in the best, you know, in the most stress-free, easy, you know, manner of like set yourself up for success and you'll be able to get that much closer to it mm-hmm. instead of just like, oh, I got to do this. Let me just try to figure it out on the fly and, you know. Um, it's because just like when we, it's just like when we do this podcast been- and we always take... Sometimes sometimes we take an hour, sometimes we take just a few minutes, but we always try to like kind of figure out where we're going with it instead of just like, wait, wait what are we talking about? <laughs> what? Yes. That's <clears throat> uh, 
essential. You don't always like to do it, but yeah. I think it's essential. <laughs> it's definitely not your favorite thing. So what no, is your investigation? It's not your favorite thing, but I love it. So I usually take the lead on it as well when we're doing this together. <laughs> but today you did, which is yeah, the end of the season. Yeah, Erica said, I think we can just talk. And I'm like, yeah, but what are we going to talk about? Oh my god! Because is that you, my influence you, uh, on you? You are. Um, is that my influence? No, because when you don't know what you talk about, you end up just stop. You stop talking. <laughs> I didn't want to do that on the podcast. <laughs> you just like wait for me to say something, and then we just have dead air, <sighs> and nobody wants that. <sighs> See? <sighs> See? Um. Yeah, I think that, I think it's funny think because you have I, no problem I with think that, dead air. I think that I, <laughs> um, I think that I'm rubbing off on you, Adam Joseph. Um, I guess so. <laughs> and then um, I guess I'm running rubbing off on you because you're like, whatever, let's just do it. Who cares? Never um, said that. Uh, I think my most useful step. Yeah, what is it? What's your um, most useful step? Is the very first step intention? Mm. Because um, I think that it's basically, you know, it's it's all. I mean, it's the first step. It's always going to be the thing that's driving the force of the entire project, right? Mm -hmm. Um even if it changes into something different as you're going along, it's still the reason that you, you know, took the step forward to work on this or whatever in the first place. And also what I've noticed and um, throughout my career, mm -hmm. making songs, making music videos, Inten it's all about intention as far as uh like what I used to, what I what I still say about making music videos it's all about the concept sure we might not have thousands of dollars to throw into a music video and the nicest cameras and the best lighting and the big sound stage and whatever but if you have a good concept that can trump all that other stuff. Sorry for saying Trump. Don't say it. Um, <laughs> but that that can supersede all of the you know limitations that you have, and you can because it because people get it. You know what I mean? Because there's something to get instead of just a music video where it's just pretty shots and. Uh, great lighting and fans blowing your hair around, you know, which is great. You know, I mean that, that there's nothing wrong with a glamorous, beautiful music video, but if you're telling a story and you have an intention of like what message you're putting across mm -hmm. through a video or through a song, um, the con I'm just talking about the concept, you know, of like what is what is behind this? What does this represent? Then it can it, I've done it so many times. It it can go it can take it so far, you know, 
just the just based on the concept because it's certainly not based on the quality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't need like, you know, <sighs> you don't face you bakers don't, that cost like a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. You really don't. That's the thing, because the concept can take you there. And uh it's just it's it's a really powerful thing. And that's why I've always like, you know, with with music videos, for the most part, it's always been what's the concept behind this whole thing? What are we trying to say here? Because I'll, I've shot music videos where you just show up, put on a cute outfit, get in front of the camera, bop around for a few minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and great, you know. Sometimes it turns out super cute and that's fine. But the videos that have worked most for me were like, okay, so this is what's happening. This is the story we're telling, you know, and all these things need to happen in order for the story, for the point of it to get across because this is the intention that I have for this this thing. So, you know what I mean? And And all the other steps, the the composition and all that stuff not as essential when you have a strong backbone of an intention of a concept you know yeah so i think that it, i think that that's why intention is my most useful step because it's like with the right intention i mean sure you've got to do you've got to get through all the other steps and whatever but like you're not relying on the smoke and mirrors and the shininess of it all, you know, you've got a, some, you've got, you've really got something that, that, you know, is worth like creating in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, and I mean, I think that that's what's that's what's carried me through a lot of my creation and career in the first place. Is always it's always based on concept. The things that I've done that are like shiny and perfect are not the highlights of my catalog. You know, mm. it's the shit that I made in my living room, and you you know you can hear TT in the background, whatever watching TV in the next room and it's not shiny, it's not perfect, but it's something, you know, that it's something that, that had a strong original concept to begin with. And that shines through. Yeah. And it shines through. It shines through. It shines through. (laughs) It shines through. It shines through. Um, I agree. So I think, you know what I mean? Like, just like my pumps, like, Mm -hmm. It was a song about something. It wasn't just a song to make a song. You know what I mean? It had a super strong concept. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I was, all of the songs in the EP did, which is why it holds up. I can still listen to it and not yeah. cringe and yeah. be like, those are so dated. Mm-hmm. Even they, though we've, that was what? How long? People, people, I'm, I, I, I've, I've always kind of, it was always kind of, um, a mystery to me as far as why songs, some songs work and some songs don't. But I've started to figure out because this is not really 
so much how I look at music, but I think it is the way that most people look at music, especially people that are not music creators, is that music, just like anything else, is a tool that people use. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Like tools people use to express something. To express something. Like, well, I love high heels and I've never heard a song about how my love for high heels. So I think that's why my pumps worked so well, you know? And faggoty attention. I'm a super big faggot. And I've never heard, you know, really heard a song that fully celebrates that. I like to seduce straight guys. I men. like to seduce straight guys. That's funny. Um, so you know what it's I mean? Fun. Like it's it, it, it serves a purpose. You know, it has a not just a message, because sometimes the message can be there, but not necessarily so clear. Mm. Um but I think that the songs that really like obviously serve some type of purpose can be picked up and used and exploited by other people. Uh, I don't know. Some songs, I mean, some songs it's not necessarily so direct of like, this is about this. So this is sometimes it's just, you know, it's just a mood. This hearing this song makes me feel this type of way, you know, mm-hmm. and it can set the mood for whatever you're trying to do. But I think it's weird because I don't really use music as like a tool. I guess maybe I do. It depends, but like I don't really think about it that way. I don't just usually, I did the other day. I don't usually just put on some music just to have something playing, but I feel like I should more often. Because usually I when do. I put on music, <laughs> I'm listening to it critically, mm-hmm. you know, and or making it. I mean, I'm making music so much most of the time that sometimes I, you do get I, caught, I, too caught up in the technical aspects I don't, of yeah. it, and not like what you want to convey. I think that's why this your current your album is so great because I didn't overthink it. Yeah, because it's, the intention is very pure. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird. Not that that has anything to do with anything. But I think it's, you know. (laughs) It does have something to do with it, for sure. I think it's, um, (laughs) I just think it's interesting how how people, I can see people. lack thereof. Yeah, I can see people using music as some type of tool to, to, I guess, you know, to it's convey like who when they I was are hooking up with artist. this guy and he like puts on like the sexy station and I'm like, that's weird. Like it was weird to me. You know what I mean? The sec, what, what he, did he it was not sexy? even like that sexy. It was like pop sexy. It was like Ariana Grande Ooh, and stuff. No, that and is I was not like, going to get me. I, I was like, I don't want to hook up. <laughs> I don't want to suck dick to. A song that's on the radio. Well, it depends. Yeah, no, not at all. It depends what... I often have put on music during sex. Right, but you put on some like good music like that's more uh, maybe abstract. Yeah, for sure. But it depends. It also depends on like what the vibe is. You got to... What the vibe is of the person that you're having sex with. Death metal. 
I've never. I'm trying to think of any if I've ever. No. Have you ever put on your own music during sex? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the music that. What kind of music have I used to put? I mean, I've definitely done. Hmm. I think Massive Attack was a go to of mine for a long time. I don't even know Massive if Attack I put on great. music during sex. Is Massive Attack is like the vibe that I like during sex, like a very like methodical, electronic, steady, mm-hmm. slow, like slow but ag- aggressive pace. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think massive I, attack was is really good sex music to me. If I'm feeling super emotional, like yeah. if I'm feeling very like lovey, mm-hmm. lovey dovey, caressy, want like some affection, maybe some Sade. I think the only time that I thought about putting on music during sex was to like cover up the sounds if I were someone else in the house. <laughs> like, let me turn this on. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I think you, I think that it's, that's ex- extremely valid point. Yeah. But so, so, you know, it, it, it does come back to like, if the song has a real intention and meaning and, oh yeah. And plus I wanted to say this, but the reason that I'm going, I'm saying that intention is the most useful step is not just because of the whole concept, you know, um, concept of it all, um, the conceptual concept, but conceptual concepts, uh, but <laughs> also because I'm, I'm, I'm always working on new music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can literally jump over that step and start creating with no concept and no intention. And I'm just sitting here trying to write a song. Um, and I, f- I think that sometimes it works, you know, like sometimes I can find uh, the song that I'm writing as I'm c- writing it. Mm-hmm. But because uh, sometimes, because a lot of times for me, finding the intention of a song and the concept of a song is the hardest part. Yeah, you know, it's not hard to write a song; it's hard to think of what to write about. That's the hardest part for me. I mean, that's where you know, because when you're writing a song, the possible possibilities of a me- of a melody are endless. The possibilities of lyrics are endless, but. And and if you think about it, the possibility of subjects, subject matter for a song is endless. But what are you going to choose? You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, I write songs for this company where I just kind of like that they for music that they that they is royal. It's royalty free music that they play in stores and stuff like that. And so I just I just have to write. Uh, songs all the time as my job, you know, I should be writing a song. It would be great if I could write a song every day for them. Mm. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I think about a line and then that just spells out the whole song in my head. Like I could write a song about this, this feeling, this idea. But, but a lot of times what hold what holds me back from writing a song is that I don't know what to write about, mm. you know? 
I don't know. You know, sometimes I'll think of a line and I'm like, yeah, but that's a line in a song. That's not an entire song. That shouldn't, that's not worthy of writing an entire song about. You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, a lot of times that's what, that's when we, when I get together with other songwriters, most of the time, of the session is just figuring out is what figuring out what the hell we're writing about. Yeah, <laughs> what the intention. That's of why song. a lot of uh, when a lot of songwriters go to sessions, they have song titles already written. When I was when I had a publishing deal, uh, in twenty two thousand eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. Remember when I had that? I was working for yeah. that publishing company. I was writing almost five days a week. Like I was meeting up with other writers. It was like a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, I would go into a songwriting session and usually I was uh, more the lyric me melody guy and I was working with producers and so, you know, sometimes there was other people working, like giving me lyrics and stuff like that. But most of the time it was me to come up with like, I was the one that had to figure out we're going to call it this, we're going to, these are going to be the lyrics, blah, blah, blah. So like I was constantly trying to think and like I had a list in my little book of all these different song titles of songs that I had not written yet, but possible song titles. Mm. So then when I went in and be like, oh, you know, I was thinking about maybe writing a song about this or that, you know. Um, <clears throat> so that was like, you know, I just had to keep myself prepared because I can't get to the session and be like, I don't know. You know, that's not going to be a very good session. So you had a list of, of intentions. intentions. Yeah, a list of intentions. Um, what do you do think? You think oh, I'm going to ask you. Um, oh, I don't know. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to move on to the next thing that we were going to talk about. Which is? Well, what do you think was the most surprising revelation which step was the most like oh huh like that when it revealed itself <laughs> when, when it revealed. undressed itself <laughs> um when it revealed itself which you, is the most surprising like the one that you might not have like really thought about or never really considered its uh worth I think incubation definitely made me the most aware of times that I've let things go that didn't happen immediately let it go oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> can't hold it back anymore <laughs> it's a good song, guys. It's a good song. It is a good song. A very good song. Well, that's um, the same one for me. You took my step. Oh, sorry. I guess we'll just those have to little, discuss those it. Those little chicks are so cute when they're incubating. Incubation. Yeah, I think it's... I was surprised... At the importance and the impact. And like I said, how many times I've let myself 
get out of the process. I think it just the aware, like I said about so many of these steps, it's the awareness that you're still in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the being aware of the time that passes, I mean, it's twofold being, being aware that you're still in the process and also be, be having an awareness of the time that is passing between you, your intentions and, um, starting to figure out what it is that you're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. for me, I think I let, I just dismiss things out of hand if I don't immediately know what to do with them. Yeah. Like ideas. I just, dis- I think I've dismissed a lot of things as impossible or, uh, bad idea, like in general or not what I should be doing or no, no, I think it's, I make excuses to let things go for myself instead of just keeping them percolating, mm-hmm. keeping them in the incubator. Sometimes things take longer and it seems very simple or obvious, I guess when I say it, but it wasn't obvious. Sometimes the things that seem like they should be obvious are not obvious. I think that, that's why that I found that the most surprising just to see it in like well, see the word and see it be part of a larger uh, part, actually part of something that's larger um, was pretty profound for me um, and had it and definitely made me think about things that have happened, like things that I can see that have happened and uh, also think very much about not, being so dismissive of my intentions in the future. Right. Well, you, I think you have a tendency to really kind of focus on one thing until it's done. And so that then you, then you can in turn move on to the next thing. Um, yeah, for sure. So if you have all these intentions, I think it probably was hard for you to, hold on to multiple ideas at the same time when how could you possibly do any, get all of those done when you have to finish one first, you know? So like, it's like, instead of being like, Oh, I'm going to wait and I'm going to do that after I'm done with this, or maybe I'm going to start up all these little projects and work on them, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. But it was more like, well, I've got this one idea and all the other ideas got to go out the window because I have to finish this one, you know? And mm-hmm. then when I'm done, I'll go back to the drawing board and think of new ideas, you know? And um, I that's think that's definitely that part I, of I, it for yeah, sure. I think that like, that's just, that's where this can really help you is that the incubation, you can, you can hold on to that idea and, um, you know, not just let it go mm. because Why, it can't be done right now. For sure. Know? Why did you find it so surprising? The same reason? Um, or do you want to pick a new be- one? <laughs> because, I, because, well, no, because I never really thought about it. You know, I certainly didn't think about it as a part of the process because I think that whenever I'm not doing something, I kind of tend to 
lump it into the procrastination pile. Mm-hmm. Um, like I could be doing this right now, but I'm choosing not to, you know? Mm. Uh, so it just seemed like procrastination to me, but I, depending on how you look at it, yeah, you can't get everything done in one day, you know? And sometimes things aren't ready to be worked on in the first place. Mm. So, um, I think it's, you know, I thought it was, it was helpful to know that that can be a part of, or that is a part of the creative process. And it's not just procrastination and it can be useful and it can be, um, you know, essential Mm. to, uh, the timeline of creating something. I agree. I think sometimes <clears throat> I think for me also, like I've said about so many of these steps, um, it's very helpful to be aware it, just in general, like to be aware of what your tendencies are and then to adjust accordingly and I know that um, I think is a part of an incubation. The awareness goes both ways, like aware that these things can sit around and also be aware that sometimes they don't need to sit around forever. Um, so, yeah. Well, nothing needs to sit around forever. Gotta yes. Get her done. That was hyperbolic. I did not mean forever, <laughs> ever, ever. Well, sometimes it does sit around forever, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it does. Um, sometimes things sit around for a long time. Yeah. That's why it's important to be aware. For me. Totally. Totally, dude. Um, what do you think is some major? What did you like? Is there any overarching? Overarching, lessons, overarching lessons, lessons, um, lessons that you've learned. Uh, any lessons? I think that. <laughs> I think that the coolest part about this whole thing is how. Uh, is the concept that we talked about of how like it's this process can be applied in such a broad manner as far as I want to do an album or uh, even like throughout my career, I want to represent this with my, with my work. And, and then it can also be like zoomed into the like i want to start the song with this word because of this and you know all these different levels that the intention and then all these all the steps can can apply themselves mm. to i think that's really kind of uh been the thing that i thought was the most interesting part about all of this because it's when kind you, when of we, infinitely applicable yeah because when we started talking about it it was like very one level in my mind of like sitting down, writing a song, blah, 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 you know, and to realize that like there's there, you know, when you talk about the creative process, there's the creative process of 
there's, there's so many levels to it. You know, there's the creative process of the intention of, I want to make an album. And then there's the creative process of writing each individual song, you know, doing the music for each individual song, deciding on what you want the image of the record to be, what you want the artwork to be, what you want the music videos to be, which, you know, these are all different creative processes, but all lead back to the one creative process of making an album in the first place, mm -hmm. you know? And you can apply the steps equally to each process. Right. And each stage in each, each process. Yeah, each stage. So it's really cool. Like, it just, it's it's like that, um, you know, what? it's like a... It's like the it, it reminds me of when like they go into like in like Inception. in a movie when they go into like the eye of somebody and there's like a it's universe a in the eye. Yeah, into that's like what something. that's the kind of feel oh, wow. I get from that. Oh my! It just keeps going. It just keeps and going. And then it like going. ends up as an atom, and then keeps, there's another universe in it just there. Keeps folding in on itself. Yeah, kind of like a K hole. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've really enjoyed this. Um, mostly because it's very satisfying for my all of my quirks. For me. For my. For my. Chakresh is for my. Yeah. Um, it's very satisfying. Uh it's been very satisfying to have like to fill out the worksheets and then do before every episode. You're such a nerd. and um I just really enjoy I mean, I like uh it's so comforting for me to have um a template like that i like a structured interaction <laughs> mm -hmm. um and it definitely i think this has a lot to do with my the anxieties like my anxieties that i, I still struggle with there's a lot my base level anxiety has been very much diminished if not completely gone and i think that has a lot to do with I mean, a lot of different things. Obviously, the regime that I'm on, but also um, this whole season, having like looking at things through this lens. Um, so, having a lot like diminishing anxiety around creating, and also, a, you know, a combination of having like a template. It's just been like a really like a perfect storm of th of wonderful things to help um, to help me see things in like a different light. So it's been extremely helpful. Yeah, I think it's great to understand what is going on instead of just like wishing for the best and kind of, you know, every time you sit down to do something, because I feel like that was probably mostly what I, my method before was like, well, hopefully this turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. I definitely think that uh, this is super helpful and alleviates the stress and dread of creation. Creation. What about like in general? Life. Rona. Life. 
What about in general? Like where, because like, you know, in the past times when we do like a little wrap up after 10 episodes, the past two times, kind of like look at where we've started and where we are now Mm -hmm. and what's been going on. Any thoughts? What's been going on? (laughs) Well, do you feel? I just finished another song, so I'm excited about that. This has been a fun, interesting week. Um, I think that I'm on track to finish my album, which was my most recent big goal. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's going well. What will this next year bring? Who knows? I don't really have any plans at this point. Um, but I don't know. I'm feeling good about everything in general, I guess. Staying productive. <laughs> so getting stuff done. But like done. what, like, you know, like what's been changing over the course, has anything changed over the course of this last season? I think that what's changed for me is that I now feel like I understand the creative process more and that makes me feel a lot more confident and comfortable moving forward and as a, you know, a professional artist. Hmm. I wonder, I think change, like what's changed over the course of the season for me, I don't know. I definitely, I mean, we started from a place of not knowing anything Mm -hmm. to a place of much greater understanding. I think that's pretty significant. I mean, for me anyway, understanding what it is that we're, like what I'm dealing with when I'm trying to make stuff. Mm -hmm. Because before it just wasn't, it wasn't there. It wasn't even my breath, like consciousness. It wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even an option. But now it feels like, it feels pretty limitless. I feel very invigorated creatively and like freed from a lot of, um, from a lot of the cyclical thinking that would keep me kind of stuck. Yeah, I think that um, it just really helps to understand what's going on, you know. It, it can really kind of like take your focus off of what you're doing and more focus on the concept of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I mean? So you're not, you can kind of look at it from a totally different perspective now that you understand the process. And I'm like, oh, I can't think of anything or this isn't going well. And maybe it's because you need to take a couple steps back and look at like where this whole thing started, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps to get a better, clearer and wider perspective on the whole process for sure. no for sure wait 
Are we, we done? I don't know, have any concept of like what time it is. How long have we been talking? It's an hour. We've been talking for an hour? Yeah, so we can end, but I don't like like say something. What do you want to end In on? In conclusion. <laughs> In conclusion. What should we end on? Um. So yeah, so now we just have to finish all these projects so that we can do the next ones because it never ends. It never ends. We do need to... Uh, there's so much stuff in the works. Um, and I think because of the this whole thing that we've been doing, it's not... It's all, like, exciting and not daunting. Generally, I think in the past it would feel, like, really daunting and I get, like, worried about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not this time. Which oh, is it's still really, daunting. Which to is me. really, which is really <laughs> refreshing. It's, it's still like not. It's not overwhelming, or I don't feel overwhelmed by it. I feel pretty sure of what it is that I, you know, the vision that I have, and uh, I know that the process, like you know, the, the process is ongoing. Mm. So I feel very comforted by this whole. Everything that we've learned this season is really is coming in to bear on the, the the things that we're working on right now. For me, anyway, I don't feel yeah yeah it doesn't feel overwhelming. I wonder how many how how what the percentage of artists that acknowledge the creative process and have explored their own creative process is. It's probably less than you think. You would think. Because look at us. We've been doing this for years and we're just now getting around to it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think huh, that is interesting. Maybe something, I'm we, guess, maybe something we should have I'm looked into. I'm going to guess 2080. <laughs> maybe something we could have looked into nah. at some point this I mean, season. But, <laughs> has someone done a poll? I don't, I don't know. Well, I, like I, I've said this at one point before that I think... Um, when I hear, when I heard process, I always thought of an academic situation. It reminded me of school. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had an aversion to school. So it was some skew, skew. going to skew, going to skew. Um, I had an aversion to skew. So I did not, it's, I I can't, maybe I actively avoided it. I I mean, I don't know, but, um. Mm. I'm glad that I'm not avoiding it anymore. Yeah. Because my process was just do it. (laughs) I don't know. You just do it. Write the song, record the song, and put it out. Uh I mean, obviously, I understood somewhat what I was doing, but I think that, you know, to really break it down makes me feel like I... I'm not just like flailing my arms as much, you know, falling through an endless void, trying to grab onto something and running out of breath from my screams. Talk about your void. (laughs) (laughs) Do you love, love, love turning purple? Do you love it so much? Can you not get enough? Of the dulcet tones 
of our sensuous voices. Well, I've got amazing news for you. Fantastic news, y'all. You can get even more on our after show, After Hours. After Hours. Now available at patreon.com slash turning purple. An extra hour every week. Every week of the Kiki and the carry of it all, darling. So subscribe to our Patreon and you get not only do you get after hours, but you also get access to our entire catalogs of musica. Music. That's right. You can get all of our tracks and an HQ, ex- darling. HQ. And an extra hour, an extra episode every single week for the low, low price of $10 a month. That's not a lot. It's not that much. It's really not that much. So support us on patreon.com slash turning purple. What have you done for you lately? No, you know what I haven't done is a how does she do it or a who is she because... Not on today. Not on today. <laughs> we uh, got enough stuff to talk about, and um, honestly, we couldn't think of anybody else. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I didn't have know. to put our thinking caps on before. You know, we do love to share a little spotlight and show some love to all the other artists out there, but. I don't know. It's it's hard to continually think of people. Um, and I'm sure there's someone listening right now being like, ah, how dare, dare you? And if you want to be a who is she on the show, write us and let us know. I mean, <laughs> we don't know. We're just, you know, you just trying to, to figure we, it out as we go along. Yeah, we're trying just, to draw within the lines. Who knows? <laughs> um, and... Yeah, the the last uh, how does she do it was our how does she do it, and um, guess where I'm lounging right now? Where in where I can't my see bed. you? Oh yes, I can see you. Um, and it feels great. We're back home. We didn't even talk about that. No, we are back we home in Phoenix. We're in um, Phoenix, Arizona. And, and there's a chill in the air. It's quite nice. And uh, you're very welcome that we moved here because obviously it was our two votes <laughs> that made the entire state go blue. So you're welcome. <laughs> Basically, it's our. It's it was completely our doing <laughs> that made Biden win. So there's that. Mm, there is that. Um, yes, we did vote. 
Yes, ma'am. We actually went out of the way. Really, it was all Erica that went really out of the way to enable us to vote from via mail from out of state because they didn't send our ballots until like a week. Two, two weeks before two they weeks. needed to be in. <laughs> They didn't send our ballots until two weeks before, and we had already left. Yeah. Like, we were leaving, like, two days before they were going to send them. So we left, and then we had to get uh, our friend to come come to our house, pick up the mail. FedEx FedEx it to us us in California. We had to FedEx them back. FedEx it back to her. (laughs) Then she would take it to the the Mm -hmm. voting office or whatever. Because we didn't want no signature problems. Girl. So we we really went through it. But you know what? We went through it, and now it paid off. I'm. Uh, but they won by two votes, a, right? That's, no, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have. I wouldn't have been able to live with myself if we hadn't made that happen. I would have been. I mean, after talking about going it down on this podcast so many times, like it would have been pretty bad. I, I've voted for most of the. I've voted, well. I don't know. I definitely uh, nope. I only I, the first I time voted I voted for Hillary. First time I, that was the first time. I'm I voted trying in to my figure life. out if I voted. I'm going to go ahead and Ob- admit that Obama right now because I when did not. Obama was 2008 or was yeah 2008 2012, mm-hmm. and I was. Did I vote? I can't even remember. It was such a crazy time. 2008. Voting for Obama, like, I don't even know. That's when I was 24. I remember going to the party. (laughs) I remember going to the Obama one party Uh at, what was that bar called? It was one of those bars that, like, we never went to in the East Village. Mm -hmm. But we, I went to that because they, I don't know, we were just out. We were like, let's go get drunk, Obama one. Um, I was completely politically disengaged and uh, bitter and jaded about the entire politics in general and uh, didn't think that, as a lot of people do, I don't know, I might get shit for this, but it's true. I'm just telling the truth. I think as a lot of people do, um, didn't think that had anything to do with me mm-hmm. because regardless of my entire, like my entire life, I didn't really stay, see the changes that I knew needed to occur or would like to see to have a society that I felt comfortable living in mm-hmm. uh, were never going to come to pass with any with, through any political party. Um, and that's just how I felt about it. I didn't think that anything was going to change for me or my community. And uh, so I didn't give a shit. And I think there's a lot of people that have felt that way over the years. And there's still clearly, even though this last election... Uh, more people voted than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not the entire country. Oh no! It's still not even. It's still not even like seventy percent. Well, how, what's the population <laughs> of the United States? Like is the that's question. Unbelievable. What are the? What is the? What is the voting? What are percentage? What? Is, yeah. What is the percentage of people that vote? It's like I think it's like sixty-seven percent. Is it even that high? Yeah, it's the because it's the highest that it's been. Oh, this time, but yeah. I think it's been and in, in the past. It's, it's usually been, under fifty. Yeah, under fifty, um, like under think, forty sometimes. Uh, and I think it will continue to be that way. Well, I think it's you know uh, I think it's gone it's, if we continue on the same path that we're 
that we're that we've been going down. Well, we're which, getting some better representation, some more diverse representation, which obviously is going to encourage more people to vote because they see more of themselves on the ticket. So I think that that's we good. I, hope I mean, so. at least we've finally gotten lo- out of. Some, I think there's a two lot of white guys. Yeah, only, I think there's you know? a, a lot of wonderful representation. More representation occurring down ballot. You're seeing that across the nation, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and there is, you know, there's a there was a new transgender Senate member now, right? Congress, Congress, yeah, or senator. I don't know. I think it's a senator because I I think there has been a transgender Congress person before, but I think there's a now there's like a transgender senator or something. There's so much information flying at me. I can't, it's hard to keep it straight mm-hmm. politically. Anyway. I can't do anything straight. <laughs> um, but so we did now, that. That's we, one now, big thing that we did for you know for us was funny. Make I've, sure that our vote was counted, even though we were not in the state at mm-hmm. the time. I think the most, the more, the phrase "ignorance is bliss" has been acute, like has been really in my consciousness lately. I'm like acutely aware that that is the it is very very true, and mm-hmm. I think why so many people um, remain politically unaware intentionally, mm-hmm. uh, because I wish I could unring that bell honestly sometimes that I didn't that I wasn't paying enough attention anymore, but now that I am I can't go back and it's like it's very it ain't good. Uh, it's never good. The news is never very good. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about politics, um, especially for um, oppressed people and minorities, uh, it, the news is never good. But I think we have an opportunity right now to change that uh, somewhat. Um, and it is changing down ballot. There is some... On local levels, there's a lot more in, uh, diversity that we're seeing in local level government. Mm-hmm. You know, Kamala Harris also. Yeah, that's amazing. As of it's you know, for visibility time. at the top, I wish her politics were better. Um, but just but the fact that least. she's, but at least, at least but at <laughs> even least, if it was a Republican, at least, at least there's some female energy in the office. In That's the office. amazing. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. And like you know, just optically, like visually, it's a for. Yeah, I think the the importance of young mm-hmm. people of color, especially young females, yeah, of color. I mean, just like we to said, see them, to see uh, themselves in the off, in yeah, the, the office. Of to see someone that looks like them in that office is hugely important. Yeah, it's super empowering. I mean, it's just like we said, like we've said it, I don't know, at some point on this podcast was like me being around other artists and seeing them be able to record songs, make music videos, get to the charts, you know, do all these things, seeing other people within my, you know, in my environment, inspired like you, people that look like me, people that I could, you know, identify with inspired me and empowered me to be able to do those things too. So it's really cool to see even, you know, these people might not know 
Kamala Harris, but just seeing her up there, being able to achieve that opens so many new doors and possibilities to the younger generation in what they aspire to do with their life. You know, so it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, We were talking about how we were back in Phoenix. We're back in Phoenix. (laughs) I have not worked out for the last two days that I was supposed to work out because what day is it? (laughs) And now it's Wednesday and this is the third day that I'm supposed to have, have worked out. So maybe I'll do that after we get done recording because it's early. We're doing another early morning podcast. Um, but we're back in Phoenix and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, we're kind of, I've kind of been like a transition well, phase. We're both, I'm very much in a transitional phase. I'm trying to remain. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm processing a lot of emotions right now. Uh, going back to work, um, it seems rather daunting in a bunch of different ways. But it's just what has to happen. So I'm just going to have to get into it. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm not like freaking out or anything, but it's definitely a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bummer that we're still, that the pandemic is at, is worse than it's ever been. Um, That's really quite shocking. I mean, there's, we're worse now. This is the worst that it's been. This is as bad as it's been. Yeah, because as time goes on, I think people just want to ignore it more and more and more. And the more you ignore it, the worse it's going to get. So and that just makes me, you know, even more weary of spending more time in the world interacting with more people. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, our government, uh, has and continues to let all of us down. Um, so the only option is to return to work. I'm hoping for that vaccine coming up soon. January? I, so well, I don't know. They're, they're, people are pulling dates out of their butts all over the place. But yeah, was it Pfizer mm-hmm. has come up with the vaccine? Which is, uh, what are they saying? It's 90% effective? Right? Yeah. Um, but they still have trials to do, and uh, it makes my heart sink. That f- I mean, if some one of the it was it was always going to be one of the big companies probably, but Pfizer, geez, mm-hmm. I just hope it doesn't cost five thousand dollars. Yeah, which is possible these days. If they could, no do matter anything. who, um, no matter who gets into office. Yeah, I mean, if they could do anything, they could at least just you know, hook everybody up with the vaccine so that we don't have to keep going through this bullshit, but who knows what they'll decide to do. Who knows? But what I haven't done, (laughs) I I don't know. I haven't done anything. (laughs) I'm, yeah, if I'm completely honest, yeah, I'm bummed. I'm feeling a little bit down. Um, 
Creatively? No, not creatively. No, I mean, what have you done creatively? Um, this week or in general? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What um, we made creatively? lately. We haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't worked on anything. I mean, I've been working on uh, songs with Clifton. And that's pretty exciting. Some of the songs are, I mean, things are changing. Things are going to need to change because we started working on those songs six years ago, seven mm-hmm. years ago. Um, but, and I think that because of all of, because of all the work that we've been doing and like getting into process and everything, the fact that it's not, it just, the project needs more work than I had thought it did. Um, and I think it's just going to take a little while longer to get them to get the rest of the songs in a place where they're where they fit, done? where they're done. Well, they're pretty like much written? done. You're going to change the writing. Yeah, we need to change some things um, and figure out what this whole thing says because it's it's really it's the album is a journey. Um, it's not just individual songs, like the perspective that they're written from, I would like that to come across, but I also want them all, each individual song to be, uh, able to stand on its own. Cause the original concept was a one woman show. Um, and there would have been dialogue in between or mm-hmm. like, or like, uh, interludes in between the songs, but I'd like there to be, I think we can have a strong statement and still have all of the individual songs be able to stand on their own, but also have an overarching theme that is readily recognizable. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. But I, but in order to achieve that um, through an album and not through, you know, through the lens of an album and not a show, it's mm-hmm. just going to take a little bit more work. And I think having done this, you know, the work that we have on process I'm a, I'm a lot more um, settled just realizing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not freaked out by it. I know that all of the things that I'm working on are going to be finished. I don't have the fear that I'm just like, it's never going to get done with this paralyzing fear that like I'm not going to be able to finish it. Or also, I also don't have the feeling that I'm also much... It's also much easier for me to let go of previous notions of what something might have been and let things evolve um, and not have to hang on to let things change and evolve. And I think that examining this process has has led me down that path as well. I think from this entire podcast has helped me with that a lot, like from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But it does feel like kind of, um, I don't know, things are like a very much a transitional period. Well, I'm about to leave and go home for, go to my sister's in Chicago for Thanksgiving. And then I'm going to spend the month with my mom. <clears throat> um, and then I'm, yeah, and then I'm going to go spend Christmas uh, with my family as well. So I won't really be, I'm going to be gone for like a month. 
Um, so I'm just trying to kind of getting ready for that, and I want to record the new songs. Uh, I want to record the songs. I want to record the vocals for my songs for my album before I leave. I, I don't know if I'll be able to get it all done. Um, but I'm I I I am gonna start that this coming week when you're at work. Um, so that I can start working on like mixing everything and having getting it ready to be done because mm -hmm. I would love to release the album in January. Um, but that also means I'm gonna have to start shooting music videos. Ugh. Um. Yeah, I gotta make some videos too, but I have plans. I have intentions. And I, this whole process, this, uh, you know, filming the things that we've already filmed and doing all the shit that we've been doing has really just shown me that we can do it. Yeah, totally. Ourselves. Like, totally regardless, can do like, it. no matter of like what it is, I think that we can do it. And no matter what you want it to be, your videos to be, I think we can do that together. It's, yeah. It's so funny because we were talking about like doing these things on the podcast. Like I was talking about like, I got to record this song, Whitney Houston, and now it's out. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I started talking about a long time ago, talking about the things that I wanted to do. I mean, we were talking we about shooting about, your music video mm, on this podcast that we that already did. Done. Yeah. And that we just started. This hasn't even been, excuse me, um, you know, it's only been, what, eight months? Yeah. Nine months? Nine March? Months? April? Nine, almost nine. Yeah. Nine months. It hasn't even been a year. I mean, look at all the shit that we did. Got to get it done. Um, I'm. I think that that's. I'm proud of us. It's. Uh, you Are know. You proud of us? Yeah. <laughs> I say it every week. Well, I'm proud of me. <laughs> no, I'm proud. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us just for making this podcast and sticking to it and getting it done every week. Um. It's going to take, I guess that's my, like, my, um, if I have worries, which I always do, <laughs> these ones are about how it's going to fit and how I'm going to feel. I just don't want, I want to continue to feel the way that I feel now about everything that's going on in my life. I don't want going back to work to change that. Um, I guess I just really need to focus on not letting it change. Um, and what do you mean? You'd like the wanting to get things done and stuff? Yeah. Wanting to get things done and the energy and uh, the focus. Mm -hmm. Because I know that I'm in a different place, a completely different place mentally, physically, than I was when I stopped working. Um, I was on my path to like physically being healthier before I stopped working, but I had not really started my mental health journey. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really, I'm light years away from where I was eight months ago when we started this as far as the way that I'm uh, feeling mentally. 
on a daily basis. And, uh, but I can still remember how, and I don't even hate this job, how soul sucking it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not even a job that I hate it. It's a job that I don't hate. Just going there every day, being on my feet all day, um, was physically and mentally exhausting. And I didn't have anything left over. And I'm, I don't know. I'm hoping that just the change in perspective is enough. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to not worry about it because I'm a warrior. Um, but I'm hoping that I can just continue. Um, <clears throat> they can just add this in. I think I'm going to need to change some, some of my habits. Um, TV is going to have to be gone. Um, I'm really just going to have to put it down because I am, I do, you know, television, I've said this, I don't know if I've talked about it too much, but television was like my only friend growing up and my babysitter. Like I would just like when I, I didn't always have a babysitter, but if they let turn on the TV and sat me in front of it, I would, I would be fine. And it happens sometimes. So I definitely have like a, you know, maybe an addiction ish Mm -hmm. to television and I need to not. And I think in order to, to shows, you know, to watching because I get so, because I get so much out of them. I really experience what's being experienced like in the shows like I have a really strong connection to movies and TV shows, like a strong emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to transfer that to en- to other mediums. I need to transfer that to working on my art. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's not going to happen. So I guess I'm just um, leery a bit. Um not necessarily anxious. You might be a little bit anxious, just bummed. You might be able to get even more done because it's what happens with me sometimes when if I have no, if there, if I have all the time in the world to do whatever I want to do, I get nothing done. If I have, you know, to work on something every day of the week and I have to get it done that day, then I end up getting more done. It's weird. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm aware that because that you know you, something you, you tell yourself, occur, and I if hope I don't that do this tonight. Yeah. It's not going to get done because yeah. I don't have time to do it any other time. So maybe that'll help you structure your mm-hmm. time better. You know, because I got to take um, full time was offered, and I need to take it. Because who knows what's going to happen. Things are so financially unstable in the world right now. I need Mm. to make as much money as I possibly can. And I was given the gift of not having to search for a new job, um, which is amazing. So I need to take what's offered. And I'm really hoping that what you've just described Mm. will come to pass with me. Yeah. Um, It's just going to take some I just need to tell myself that I can do it 
Mm-hmm. I guess I'm worried that I'm gonna like backslide. You gotta be a tough boss. But I do need to. I can be a tough boss. I just have to be a tough boss. Um, but I, 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 again, I'm in a completely different place than I was then. So mm. I'm, I'm. As long as I remain vigilant and stay aware, um, and you know, stay close to what my intentions are, and continue al- along this path, continue to do the things that we're doing, um, and continue to push forward mm-hmm. um, and make things better than for myself mentally, physically, um, creatively. I just have to keep my awareness up. Yeah. You can do it. I hope so. No, I know so. There you go. See? <laughs> Can't even give yourself... I I know so. It will be this way. It will be this way. Because it's your job, and if you don't do it, you'll have to fire yourself. (laughs) I will um, continue down this path that I'm on. There is no option. I will finish all of the projects that I've started, and I will start new ones. I will keep up with my intentions to start New projects as well. Right. There it is. Um, <clears throat> what about you? Uh, Anything else, or do you? What are we? Something? What are we talking about? I got nominated for a Wowie. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I need <laughs> all of you guys <laughs> to go to my Instagram, click on the link tree link. The first thing you'll see is. Wowie Awards, Best Songwriter, Me and Peppermint. We talked about this song on the podcast. Best Sex are nominated for Best Songwriter for the World of Wonder Wowie Awards. And I need all of you to vote once every 24 hours (laughs) until November 18th. Yeah. And because... We'll be doing it. Girl, I need all the votes I can get. I, I... I need this. And while you're at it, go ahead and go through and only vote for the queer independent fucking artists. Yeah. The world of wonder people are nominating, like I'm in the same category, best songwriter as Beyonce for, and, and for like Savage or whatever. And like Megan the stallion and like Troy Savon and all these like major label artists. And I'm like, girl, like, can we just, can we award the people that are millionaires and that aren't in the mainstream? Like, they don't need that. They're not going to make an acceptance video to be aired on the show. The show's going to be on December 3rd or 4th or something, like on World of One Wow Presents. So you can watch the, ceremony and maybe you'll see me if you guys vote and you make me win with peppermint for best sex on best songwriter our outstanding songwriter so do it do it please because that would be great to feel like do it and like i won something do it every day every day (laughs) you can vote every 24 hours keep refreshing use your phone and your laptop you can vote twice (laughs) i've tried (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I'm just, uh, you know, I still got plenty of stuff on my list and it just keeps rolling in. Um, and so, so I'm, you know, still busy. Uh, I'm mixing an EP for that I did with Johnny right now. And I'm um, doing some more. I'm doing another remix for another Johnny person. Um, I'm got to record the vocals to my album. Um, this has been a crazy week though. Like I had, an, I had the, the Wowie nomination, yeah. which is like super exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was charted. <clears throat> I charted on track source for this, uh, feature that I did with my friend diplomatic. Um, who's like a, you're a Polish DJ that I've worked with a few times on some different songs. And, um, so that was exciting. Uh, and I just had a, a really great article come out in Instinct Magazine about um, Whitney Houston, the new sing- my new single, and like just all kinds of stuff about it's like an interview about what I've been doing. Um, so that was like really exciting to get that. Um, yeah, you've had a great week. Yeah, to get that request and, and you've had a great week. I've had a great week. It's been, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's. I don't know. It's great. It's, it's like all these things just always, it always happens like that when you're feeling like, Oh, why bother? What's the point? And then like all these <laughs> great things will pop up all at once. And be like, Oh my God, I'm not terrible. Um, you're not terrible. So, so that's you are great. Amazing. Um, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Erica, We've already been kind of talking about what your head, um, <laughs> as many people have. It's a quite in the a past. topic of conversation. Um, <laughs> but I must officially ask you for the last time in this season three. <sighs> How's your head? Oh my gosh, Elvira! I'm sorry. Are you all right? Yeah, I think so. How's your head? I haven't had any complaints yet. Excuse me? Haven't had any complaints yet. Haven't had any... Haven't had any complaints yet. Complaints yet. I... I don't know. It's hard to describe. I don't have any complaints per se. (laughs) I'm... I wouldn't call them complaints. I'm apprehensive about what's coming up, but it's a transitional period. I'm apprehensive about a lot of things. Mm. Uh, I think were I, I think this journey that I've been on, uh, mental health journey, um, you know, has really put me in a different place. I think if I had faced what I'm facing now, then like eight months ago, it would be a very different story. Um, I'm definitely not looking forward to what's coming, but I'm not terrified of what's coming. So that's something. Um, I don't want to go back to work in the middle of a pandemic at the height of a pandemic. But at least um, you don't work at Walmart and like having to like be all up in people's faces. Exactly. All the time. I don't, I'm You're pretty, pretty much, pretty much pretty, you can I'm stay pretty, socially distanced. Yes, and, I'm pretty isolated and, uh, I can keep to myself mostly. It's just, um, you know, the more you the more you interact with people, the 
the greater the odds. That's just the mm-hmm. way that that works. <clears throat> um, so yeah. that's definitely a thing that is on my mind. Um, I already talked about um, being uh, concerned that um, about my ability to continue with um, the same uh, vigor. Pace. Pace. With the same um, intensity or urgency um, with the projects that I've been working on. But as you've said previously, perhaps perhaps this will be good. Perhaps this will be even better for me me creatively Mm -hmm. um, because I'll have a shorter amount of time. I just have to make the decision. uh, TV is my enemy. I think it is going to be my enemy when I go back to work. Um, and I need to think about it that way. I need to think of it as a treat. I want something once in a while. Um, I cannot mm-hmm. continue doing, uh, I cannot, I will not get, you can't done. dedicate can't your go night back. to watching TV after no. you get home because Cause that's what I, you need that's to use what I that have time to get other things done. Yeah. Um, um, and I need to keep. I need just to have like a long, I don't watch. I need to have some long term goals in sight as well. Yeah, um, just like I don't watch, and you don't really watch TV during the day. You know, like I don't watch TV during the day unless I've made the conscious decision to take the day off, mm-hmm. because the daytime is when I get my work done. Yeah, you know, I don't usually stay in bed all day and just do nothing. Because I make myself get up and get stuff done. Yeah. Because that's my job. And if I don't do it, I'm not going to be able to be a full-time musician. You know, that's the trade-off. You got to make yourself do it even when you don't even necessarily want to do anything. Mm -hmm. You know? So I also think I'm going to have to actively maintain perspective on my job because I get um, that it's just a job, mm-hmm. you know, and keep the boundaries clear and not give them right about, uh, you know, cause I know that the staff is going to be less than it was. I just have to be very clear about that. When I leave that place, I'm done working mm-hmm. um, because They'll get you. Oh, yeah. They'll get you if you let them. And I can't let that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to be able to just turn it off when I leave the building Mm -hmm. um, and just be clear about those boundaries that when I'm I'm there, I'm working. And when I'm gone, I'm not working. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because uh, the world has making a a market... Uh, has made a you know a marked departure from that mentality in the past few decades, and uh, but I personally need to return. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to take a lot of. Vig- I'm just going to have to be very vigilant. <clears throat> That's all. Yeah, yeah, it's hard but, to. And I'm not, but I'm not feeling like terrified, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have an overwhelming sense of dread, uh, which I definitely did. Uh, you know, eight months ago. So, 
Yeah, so I guess that's not. Great. I guess it's not going to be great. Yeah, I guess it's not. <laughs> I guess it's not complaints. It's, it's going to be um, great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been feeling pretty good. I was just tired. I was exhausted from the travel, the travel, and the work, and the work, and everything. I was like, very this whole, surprised. This whole month, I was working every day. Mm-hmm. There was there was. How many days in LA did I not do any work? I maybe one or two mm-hmm. for a month. I was always working on the days that we weren't shooting. I was at on my computer all day <clears throat> doing sessions with Johnny or you or producing something for somebody else and mixing and getting all this stuff ready for the Whitney Houston release and all the, it was just like a lot. It was hardcore. Mm. It was hardcore. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired, but <laughs> I'm beat, but I'm still going because things just keep piling on. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll have a little bit of a slowdown when I go visit my, my mom in December mm-hmm. and trying to have a little time to recharge and relax between the holidays. So that'll be nice. But until then, these last, and now like these next two weeks before I leave are going to be like even more hardcore. So I, I think it'll be fine because I can just like save it all up for when I'm leaving. Yeah. Just pack it all in while I can. So yeah, it'll be good. But I'm feeling, I've been feeling, uh, you know, pretty, pretty middle of the road. So that's good. That is good, I guess. Middle of the road is better than, you know, in the ditch. Oh, no. Middle of the road is good for me. When I say <laughs> middle of the road, I mean, like, I feel, I feel normal. I don't feel too depressy or too um, manicky. So I feel like pretty good mm-hmm. that's when i can you know actually function the best just <clears> when you don't feel when i don't feel one or extreme or the other or the other extreme yeah i just feel like normal like i like i used to feel before i started having all this crazy pop into my mind mm. you got some crazy in huh yeah i think that's interesting because you say that a lot like normal, middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't um, think I've, I've I don't never. Know. No, no, no. I, I'm for not. Somebody I'm just that, like for 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 because me, my like, depression never, comes and goes. Mm-hmm. My man, my mania comes and goes. So I can tell when I'm feeling one or the other. Okay, it's not just always the same, you know. <clears throat> so, but mine, like, I'm never always. Like, I just wonder what, I just feel like it would be useful maybe to have like a guide like that, but I do, I do not. Everything's new. Every day's a, a, a roller coaster. Everything's a new adventure. Mm. I don't even know what that would be, what that would feel like 
for me, I mean, like, for my, because especially now, because things are so different, like, my perception of reality is completely changed, which is wild. Um, mm. I don't think I've said how wild it is in a while, but, like, when it first started happening, I talked about it. I think I said that every episode, how wild it was. Mm. Um, and it is. It is wild to perceive your existence completely differently than you had, you know, after 40, almost 40 years. Um <clears throat> <clears throat> but that's definitely what it is, and it is wild. But, um, and I guess it's just going to take time and to figure out what... I think for me it's about deciding what I want it to be um, and, and trying to figure out... Figuring out what the possibilities are and then deciding what I would like to focus on. That's more of how I see normality other than something that's constant or something that always exists. Does that make sense? You're like, um, there's a lot to (laughs) chew on in there, but that's kind of how, that's how I look at it. Um, that's what gets me through. That's how I tend to look at things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, for me, it's just, it's always, a, it's just a constant uphill battle. Just go into the next, next thing, next thing. It's very rarely rewarding or feels like you're in a good space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's why, like, when I was like, wow, this this week has been amazing. Like, three good things happened. You know, because it's not usually the case. Usually, mm-hmm. you know, you put another song out, nobody cares, and and you move on to the next one. Mm. You know, and that's just a, you have to admit that that's just the way it is. Yeah, it's not always gonna be sunshine and rainbows. You know, but you also have to keep a bigger perspective of like the more stuff that you put out there, the more. Uh, you're growing as an artist and that isn't that our main goal in the first place to grow as people and to grow as artists. Yeah. So you just have to keep the right perspective on it, you know, but it is nice when you get nominated for a wowie. (laughs) Congratulations. Which you should all vote for. Uh, (laughs) Once again, you can vote. Go to my Instagram. You can vote every day. Go to Adam Justice Instagram. We can vote Click every that day because link. It's I would so like easy. to see her get this award. Just damn look, it! Just look for the Wouldn't green you? boxes. Those are all the music categories. You don't have to vote for all of them. You don't have to. You can only vote for my yeah, category. Look for the green boxes. You'll know what we're. That's talking what we should about tell you people. There. You only have to vote for my category because I st- when I first looked at it, I started voting for every scroll. category, and I'm like, I don't even know don't who care. half these people are. But if you do vote for every category, vote for vote the, for the vote for the person artists. who you don't know who they are. Yeah, that's vote, the way to vote. That's the way to vote on that thing because because those they, are the people that need, need some, your need support. Pat on the back. I need a little a little what. Attic girl. Attic. Attic. Girl. Oh, Attic. I'm, I'm already feeling it. I'm actually oh. already feeling oh, it too. This might be the day, guys. We might see some <laughs> real tears. I'm all hyped up on coffee. <laughs> Ooh, girl. Oh, the nose is getting stuffy. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. 
Are you having are you having some feelings, uh, girl? <laughs> Push it down. No, um, it's good. Time for Atta Girl. One last Atta Girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why, because I know it's gonna be a while. Um, we're gonna we were, well, we said we, were, we might talk about where we're going with this mm-hmm. podcast, but I don't really think we know. But really maybe we'll brain, brainstorm, brainstorm. We're gonna brainstorm. Well, maybe we'll brainstorm, brainstorm on our after show, <laughs> after hours, available on patreoncom turning purple. <laughs> Just ten dollars a week for a new hour after show after every episode of Turning Purple with me and my co-hostess. Erica Tor, Aviance. It's so much fun. We talk about all the random stuff that we didn't plan on talking about in Turning Purple. It's great. Mostly you should subscribe. Sex and drugs. Mostly sex and drugs. So if Politics you want to know sometimes. If you want to know no, if you want to hear <laughs> what's knocking around in our heads when we're not talking about the creative process. Subscribe to our after show, after hours, available <laughs> on patreon.com <laughs> slash turning purple. purple. Yeah, we, we can just brainstorm and we'll just come up with all kinds of things. I love a good brainstorm. Mm. I love a good write it down, swirl my pen around so many times that it breaks the paper. Oh, I do that constantly. I love it. I love doing that. So do I. Um, Addict. You're gonna have to go first. I'm. I'm. I need to like calm down. Before. No, you do um, it. You go first. I want to see a girl. it. Do it. This is our. This s- is our segment where we give ourselves a little pat on the back, and it's mm. self. Congratulations. Self congratulations. Do what it is. Self congratulations. And yeah, we. This is probably the most um, viscerally impactful thing that I've ever done. In my life, for myself, as far as healthcare, healthcare, self-care <laughs> goes, um, you're welcome. Because so, it was my idea. I just want you to remember that. Y- yes. Well, you brought it up. I happened upon it you one time when I was it. talking to, to myself, and um, and then I just yeah, I I asked Erica if she had ever done it, and um, and I hadn't. Have you guys done it? I still have got no response about Atta Girl on Twitter. I'm going to have to post a Twitter, a tweet, a Twitter. I post a tweet about Attagirl and see if our listeners have tried it. And has anyone cried? How hard did you cry? <laughs> I'm going to see if I cannot cry right now, even though Erica wants me to. <laughs> um, because it's been such a good week and there's so many things to congratulate myself about. Here we go. <laughs> this week you have finished filming the queer program that you will be a part of coming up this next year. You've released a new single that has been that has had a great reception from your friends and fans. Mm-hmm. You have returned home and completed a good trip and productive trip to Los Angeles. You've been nominated for an award for your songwriting and been recognized um, 
for your creative efforts. You've been interviewed by a national publication about your new song. Um, and continue to work on achieving your goals that you've set for yourself throughout this year. And yeah, I think you're doing a really amazing job. So for all these things, I am proud of you. Oh, dear. (laughs) Okay. That felt good. That was beautiful. That felt really good. Attic. Girl. All right, Erica. It's your turn. This week. Erica. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me start over. Erica. This week you have worked on songs for your upcoming project. You have completed a run on a friend of yours program that's going to be around forever. You did a great job with that. You managed to get yourself up and in drag. You maintained a positive attitude throughout. You made it home. And you've been able to not freak out about the massive change that is about to come in your life. And I think that, for that, I am the most proud of you. Congratulations. (laughs) Good job. Yeah, um, we got to we got to meet some really cool people as well while we were filming the new episode, the new season of Hey Queen, and like reminding it reminded me, like, be fine. <laughs> it reminded me of you know all these different artists out there just like doing their thing, doing their thing, and just like making it making it happen for themselves and you know that's why i think that it's it's i don't know it's different when you meet somebody in person and you can feel their history and their where they've come from Mm. and just because like there's a lot of drag race girls and stuff and people love to objectify them and be like well they're not as good as whatever i like this person better and so you know it's like each one of those people has a past mm-hmm. has a journey yeah. that they've been on and yeah like they're all lucky for getting chosen to be on drag race but that didn't just happen you know that was a lot of work that led up to that to that point in the first place you know <clears throat> a lot of bumps in the in the goddamn road yeah it ain't been easy mm-hmm. for most of those people yeah um not all, but most it hasn't <laughs> been easy. Yeah. Um, and that is tremendously inspiring. Uh, it gives me a hope, I think, that for my future, 
On Drag Race? Well, <laughs> it just gives me hope that that's like, it's not, like I'm not too old to no. like to do something, no, to like to really make something happen. And uh, I don't have to be afraid I feel anymore. like I feel like I'm just coming into my prime, honestly. Yeah. I honestly, I feel the same. I feel like any, I feel like I'm, I, I do, I'm sad that I was not able to take advantage. I will always be sad that I was not able to take advantage of the opportunities that were given me earlier in life, mm-hmm. but I also just wasn't ready. I wasn't just, ready for them. I wouldn't have been able to handle them. And yeah. I don't think, I think I probably would have, if I had tried thinking back on it, I was so, I was so fragile mentally mm-hmm. um, that I don't, I don't think I would have been able to handle it. And I think something bad would have happened, honestly. When I think about it, when I think, when I think, um, (laughs) when I think back on it, the regret is always tempered with the knowledge of being in my own skin at that time and being more honest with myself about where I've been and who I am. Mm. I was very fragile then. Mm. Um, And like so fragile. And I don't think that I would have, with, I've been able to withstand intense any intense scrutiny or pressure. I yeah. think I would have buckled, and yeah. I think it would have been really terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just being honest about where I was yeah. then, and I think now I'm actually a very. I'm gonna fucking cry. I think I was <laughs> very like. I'm just very inspired by everything that's going on right now, and I'm looking very much looking forward to like opening up a new chapter and being the best that I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Attic. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's, um, I feel like this might sound weird, but I can finally realize that I am an artist. Like, this is who I am. Yeah. And I... You know, before it seems it it sounds weird to say even, but like before it was always felt like something I was just kind of like doing for fun. And even though I've been doing this as my job since I was, you know, for 15 years, a solid 15 years at this point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, to like understand that like this is who I am. This is what I represent. And to 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 hear from other people that like I've inspired them, you know, is is crazy. And to just like understand I think this podcast has really helped me understand this is my career. This is my life. This is like what I do, mm. you know, and it's not just like clinging from like one thing to the next, you know, and trying to whatever. It's like, it's become something more, you know? So I think that like understanding and, and standing in that knowledge has really like just made me, I don't know if it's done anything more for me as a creative individual than just made me feel more confident, you know, in what I'm doing and who I am as a person, you know, (sighs) it's cool. It is cool. I think that I've never, I can, I've never really, um, I never thought that 
if I'm again, if I'm brutally honest with myself, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get the Kleenex out. <laughs> I think maybe I'm just like things are just coming up, girl. Things are just coming up. If I'm honest with myself, I never, I never thought that I could do this. I never thought that I was really able or capable. I didn't think I honestly, I don't think I ever really believed that I had it in me that I could be um, the artist that I wanted to be, that I had the ability. Um, I just didn't believe it, mm -hmm. but I do now, and I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> I I do. I People, believe. I yeah, think. I, I mean, think you have to believe, can, even though you already believe, did it. Yeah, but I never believed but that you I have to believe that I it could. for yourself. Yeah, I never believed in myself yeah. like that. I never believed that. Yeah, it's the same like, thing. As many times as I've auditioned for Drag Race, I never believed that I would that I could get on or that I would be. Able right. to do it if I did get on, uh -huh. right? Not even the last time that I. It was definitely the best time that I've done. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I still didn't believe that if I got on, that I would be able to actually do those things. Uh -huh. um, but now I do, and I think it's really just hitting me. I think the reason I'm getting so emotional is because like kind of hitting me right now. Mm -hmm. and I, that's how I feel. I didn't really get it until like saying it out loud. Like my whole outlook on myself has changed mm. like i believe i actually believe that i can do this stuff yeah um and i think that it's a combination of a lot of things that's you know the past couple of years have been extremely difficult um and but i've managed to do a lot of things that i didn't think that i would be capable of doing mm. you know um standing up for myself in ways that i didn't that i never have before um you know, believing in myself in ways that I never had before, believing in myself in general. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all just kind of like hitting me right now that that's what this has, this whole process has given me. And it's, uh, it's amazing. And I'm really looking forward. <sighs> I'm really looking forward to being an artist. <laughs> to being an artist. <clears throat> Yeah, to being an artist, to being a productive artist, to being to producing more work, and actually, I know now that I am an artist and that I can do all of these things. Mm -hmm. I am capable. I've never been able to say that to myself and believe it, but now I can and I do, and that's pretty startling. I'm startled. <laughs> it's startling and. Uh, Amazing and very profound. And I want to take this. I hope that I can. Um, I know that I can take this feeling with me and just like, this is kind of what I need. I really needed this moment because to like get to the next level. And I'm, I'm glad it happened. Wow. That was intense. <laughs> It's the gorgeous little self-confidence yeah, moment. It really is. Um, it really is. Well, right. That was a great Atta girl. Right? <laughs> the best one yet. The best one yet. Um, get the sheet. There's got to be sheets over there with the mantra. No? And it's mostly songwriting lyrics. Do I Have I memorized the mantra that we've done we both, 10 times? I think we both no. can... I don't think I, I can. I think we can. I don't think so. <laughs> I've just read it every time. Maybe you can. Can you? Can you? I don't know. Let's test your memory. No, you can't look at it. Then that's not no, testing your memory. I, let's just do it.
Now let's just, just shut up. Let's just, just, <laughs> just do it. Um, all right. Well, this is our like next. It's gonna be our little thing. This is our mantra. Our, this is our mantra. We might have to change our mantra to something a little bit shorter next time, because I feel like a mantra we're supposed to say it like over and over and over again. And this is like three sentences that it would take a long time. We can't even memorize it. How are we gonna? How's it gonna be a mantra? We might have to go back and edit the mantra. I like this one. I think that it needs to be like short and sweet though. Like I can like I can gag the children. I can gag the children. I can gag the children. And then you say it to someone who has no reference and they're like, "What are you doing to children?" <laughs> <laughs> I, my kid's not going over to their house. Um, so, uh, I don't know. We'll think about it. We were going to talk about, oh, no, we, we we're going to tell us what we're going to talk about on our after hours show. Mm-hmm. If you're interested to see where our minds are going for the next season of Turning Purple, you'll have to subscribe to our Patreon and um, you can find out. All the things that you intend to. Um, but for now, we're going to get out of here. This has been an extra long episode, so I hope you've enjoyed it. It has been extra long, but and, it was necessary, I think. Um, you'll never hear some, me complaining about anything some. that's extra long. But <laughs> hey! We clearly had some things to work through. Um, <laughs> so let's get our mantra on, and we'll see you guys. Uh, if you, you have any... Well, we got to tell the people... Oh Sunday, yeah, we got to do our Sunday oh, yeah. bulletins. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. You want to do oh, that yeah. after? No, we're gonna do it before. We Sunday do it before. Bulletins. Sunday bulletin. Uh, first and foremost, vote for vote for Adam my Wow Award and Peppermint Outstanding on Wowie. Songwriter, Best Sex, Peppermint and Adam Joseph. You can vote. You can vote. Find you it. can vote twice if you vote you on your can, computer and your phone and your phone. You can vote every twenty four hours. Tell your grandma. Tell your cousins. Um. Yeah, go out and buy a new computer just to vote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it it would just it would mean a lot to know that you guys took two seconds out of your day to support me. Um, and uh, I mean, I've I've never I've won a Glammy. I've won one Glammy. I've won. I think actually I've won three Glammys. I won for best male vocalist like three years in a row. Best male spit roast. But the, (laughs) but the, you know, uh, I don't know. That was, and that was, that was a long time ago. So I haven't won an award for anything that I've done in many moons. Yeah, me neither. That was my only award. Um, so yeah, go vote for her. Go vote. You can find the link in my Instagram bio and, uh, and super follow easy. us on Instagram and all the other shit. Follow me on Instagram at Adam Joseph Music and at Eric Couture. Go E-R-I-C-K-A-T-O-U-R-E. listen. I C K A T O U R E. Go listen to my new song on YouTube called "Just Call Me Whitney Houston." <laughs> Cause I, I will always love you. Um, my brand new single, 
on YouTube. Um, rate, review. Yes. We still have five stars, and I think that's kind of unprecedented after three seasons, 30 episodes, and nobody has given us anything but five stars? Knock on wood. Even that rough patch where we had a bad, bad microphone situation with a buzz going through the whole thing, our viewers just love us. That's so nice. We really appreciate you, um, and we'd love to hear from you. So yeah. please. Rate us, review us, tweet us at turningpurple underscore on Twitter. Email us, turningpurplepod at gmail.com. Share with a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast. And um, yeah, anything else? I don't know. I don't think so. Well... If you're listening to this in real time, um, we need to flip the Senate. So if you're in Georgia, vote, vote, vote. They're still voting? Yeah, it's a runoff. Hmm. Georgia will decide whether or not we can flip the Senate. And if we don't, it's going to be a rough four years again. So we need to do that. So if you're in Georgia or you know someone in Georgia, get them out to vote. Get them out to vote and vote unless for the, they're Republicans. For the, unless they're Republicans, then. then they can jump off a bridge. <laughs> um, no, but <clears throat> we do need to get those done, even though they're uh, whatever. We don't need to talk about that, but we do need to get those Democrats in so that we can have a chance at getting something done in the next four years mm-hmm. um, that might save the planet, um, save lives. So, I think that's our Sunday bulletin. Are we ready for our mantra? I think we are. All right. Well, we made up a little mantra to remind us what we're doing, who we are, where we're going, what we can do. And because sometimes you need a little reminder. I mean, I forget things all the time. Constantly. And it's a nice way to end. And I like it. So let's Yeah. Do it. Erica, when, whenever it's time to end, she just stops talking. So I said, we need a way to end. <laughs> she just stairs no it makes for great radio <laughs> no i just sometimes sometimes, sometimes there's things just, just need nothing to, else to sometimes say. there's nothing else to say um <laughs> hey wait a minute aren't you forgetting something well it's only thursday don't miss never to mind say. i think i need you to say it every morning here we go. Mm. I, I am, am an, an artist. artist. I, I am, am creative. creative. I, I am talented. talented. I, I am, am productive. productive. I, I am capable of using the full force of my talents to bring it to the floor, turn, turn it out, and gag the children. See, I think I can gag the children. 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 That's something I could. Re, that's, I'm hungry. That's something I could say to myself <laughs> over and over as I'm kneeling at my altar. Have you ever tried Nam Myoho Reng Hei Kyo? Have yeah. you ever tried chanting? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it in an after. Okay. I tried it. All right. See you next time, guys. Next on the next on season. On the next season of. Turning purple
cue the chord. 